This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Chelsea, I have enjoyed watching you come around and start to cheer on the teams in the NBA Cup. And I think early on, we were both sort of, I in particular, was very anti-NBA Cup, NBA in-season tournament. But you, my friend, have come around. So what changed? What happened in your life that made you think, you know what? I like this action. Well, it wasn't me. It was the players. Because I was wondering if the players would actually be motivated for what is probably a small amount of money compared to some of the contracts they're making. But I guess you've got to remember that these are super competitive guys. And if there is any kind of championship on the table, even if it's not the NBA Finals, like they're going to play competitively. And I think something we've seen is that the stars have really stepped up in some of these games. So I think from a prop standpoint, and obviously that is where my interests lie. If I can find Mm -hmm. a betting angle on the in-season tournament, I'm all for it. Because honestly, don't these games feel more easy to handicap than some of these normal run-of-the-mill regular season games? Because all the guys play. So for that reason, I think I'm in. But, Jenks, me and my husband were talking about this yesterday, and somebody was floating an idea for next year that they do it March Madness style. They have a bracket. They get a bunch of courts in Vegas, and it's just single-game elimination. Like, how cool would that be? And here's the thing. Normally, when people float, like, crazy ideas, one would be like, okay, the NFL's never going to do that. But the NBA is fully open to trying things. Like, look at these wild uniforms that they're wearing. I don't even know who's playing until I get up close to the TV. Look (laughs) at these wild courts. Look at the in-season tournament. Like, when we first floated this idea, and I was like, that's never going to happen. The NBA's doing it. So do you think the NBA would ever go to a bracket style of in-season tournament? Instead of March Madness, call it in-season insanity and just go all in. You know what I mean? I like it. Call it in-season insanity. Everyone goes to Vegas. Single elimination. (laughs) Yeah, why not? That'd be great, right? That'd be awesome. Do it. Do it. And then you do it. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, people love brackets. You can fill it out all of a sudden. And you, oh, it would be so much better than this group thing that they have, which I understand it, but it can be pretty confusing, especially to the casual fan. But if you want to appeal to everyone, you're totally right about this. I love this. I love this idea. Put all these teams in a bracket, have it in Las Vegas, go boom, boom, boom. It'll be great. Yeah, and you just use last year's NBA Finals as the seedings. Like, whoever won the finals last year is the number one seed. You just go further down mm-hmm. the list. Because we've only played, like, a month of the season. I know you get some new players, uh, but still we haven't seen, like, that much change. But still, like, I don't know. Maybe the NBA will do it. But so far, I have enjoyed the in-season tournament. Um, Like I said, I think the motivation is there for most of these players. And I also Mm -hmm. feel like it's been a great stage for some of these younger players. Like, look at the exposure that Tyrese Halliburton has been getting for some of these performances. The Pacers, I think, are the surprise story of the NBA in-season tournament. Like, the Pelicans are there, too. But hasn't everybody been talking about the Pacers? A team that, number one, is pretty good. And number two, they can really run up the score and run up the pace. And those are the type of teams that people want to see. 
Like we can complain about these totals being bananas all we want, but wouldn't yeah. you rather watch this type of game than like, you know, 98 to 92, the next win. Like, I think I'd rather I see I want to see, well, I'd rather see a middle ground, honestly. I understand nobody wants to see what we saw in the 80s and 90s, which is the Bulls win 92 to 74 or whatever. I get that. But then I I don't necessarily like zero defense being played either because defense is an art in basketball. It's still when you see a defensive player now who's very good in the NBA, they stand out in a big way because so few players are skilled at playing defense. So I I like the offensive game. I like the high scoring games. They're fun. And it's it's great to see it's great to see different guys in different spots on the court able to light it up. But at the same time, I don't want to see we're trending towards that all-star game sort of matchup where it's just back and forth, back and forth, and no one is really interested in getting a stop. And that's what I don't like. Then it's like there is an art and there is something to be said for someone who is a lockdown defender who plays great on both ends of the court. So I'd like to see it somewhere in the middle. I wouldn't because from a player props perspective, this is when you can really win a lot of money. Like, haven't you seen those lotto plays that people throw out on gambling Twitter where they're like, Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. 25 plus, Tyrese Halliburton, 25 plus, LeBron James, 25 plus, and they all hit. Like, that's the thing about these NBA in-season tournament games is the stars are really shining. So when we look at tonight's matchups between the Pacers and the Bucks, we have a really high total, 254 mm-hmm. and a half, which sounds Jeez. comical coming out of your mouth. But Jenks, can you make a case for the under here? Look at these two offenses. Didn't yeah. the Bucks just put up 140-something points against the Knicks, who were supposed to be a good defensive team? Then you look at the Pacers, who played in a game that had a total over 300 against the Hawks. Like, I feel like the over's still the play. It might be. These totals have been bonkers. That's a, that's a word I'm bringing mm-hmm. back, by the way, that I'm using all the time now. Bonkers. Great word. I, I think the over might be it. I'm on both favorites here. I also like the Bucks minus four and a half. And I know the Pacers have been so impressive, particularly during this in-season tournament. But, and four and a half seems high when you're talking about a competitive game like this. However, when you're talking about a total of 254 and a half, a four and a half point spread isn't that daunting because we expect a ton of points anyway. And I just feel like the Bucks are... They look fantastic right now. This is a team that has won eight of their last 10, got off to a slow start, but now we're seeing Giannis and Dame learning to play together. So the over is probably the right side, but I like the Bucks laying four and a half as well. I just think when you have a points total this high, I don't really have an interest in playing a side because when yeah. they can score that quickly and at will, it just feels like the spread on the game can change so quickly. Like, haven't you noticed that when you bet on the NBA? The second you feel comfortable about a bet, you know, somebody goes down the other end, hits a three, gets fouled, there's four points right there. So I don't think I'm playing a side for that reason. I think I would still lean towards the over or the trend that I was talking about with star players really dropping some points. There is a small Mm -hmm. parlay I like, and it's only minus 105, but I'm going to do Ian Lillard and Tyrese Halliburton each to score 25 points. This is dumbed down okay. a little bit because uh, I think the line on Tyrese Halliburton is 28 and a half, 
which is the highest line we've seen so far. But again, the total in this game is 254. Uh, I think Damian Lillard is somebody who steps up as well. Uh, he has had big games in these in-season tournaments. Tyrese Halliburton has hit this in each of the last four in-season tournament matchups. I think we see the big dogs come to the porch here. I think both of these teams are super motivated to play in this game. And I think mm-hmm. both of those guys can get at least 25 points. I wouldn't be, you know, against putting Giannis in there somewhere, but his points props are always really high. Even the alt line of 30, I think, is like minus one. So I'm just going to stick with those two guys. Tyrese Halliburton, 25 plus. Damian Lillard, 25 plus. Combine them both up. It's minus 105. All right. Very good. I like that quite a bit. Uh, you have been crushing these player props, so good on you because I still, man, I still haven't won an NBA bet. Just stay away from me. I am absolutely radioactive when it comes to the NBA. 0-3, not terrible, but not great, Bob. Western Conference, Pelicans and Lakers. Lakers laying a point and a half. Lakers minus 125 on the money line. The Pels are plus 105. Total set at 229 and a half. I have designated you our in-season tournament expert, Chelsea. BetQL, in-season tournament expert, Chelsea Messenger, what's the play? Hmm, I would like to reiterate <laughs> the fact that I did not win my spread bet last night. I had the Sixers minus 10. Uh, but these are the games that I'm not as much up on because I can't stay up late and watch the late games. Yeah. But one trend I have noticed about the Pelicans, they have not been good on the road. Four and six away from New Orleans as opposed to eight and four at home. Uh, you're looking at a Lakers team that's been really solid at home, uh, nine and two. Oh, wait, this one's in Vegas, right? Yeah, it's a Vegas yeah. game. So I guess mm-hmm. the same still applies to the Pelicans. Like they're not playing in Las Vegas, but you can't look at the trends for the Lakers in this one. Again, I feel like this is a spot where LeBron still wants to assert his supremacy over mm-hmm. the league. And if you look at the Lakers as favorites, and their last three tries, they've covered every single spread. Uh, so I probably the way that I would lean that or some kind of prop on LeBron James, where you play his points, his assists, his rebounds, whatever, feels like somebody who can really fill out the stat sheet here, even though they're all on the injury report. Like, they say they're all probable, but would that mm-hmm. scare you off playing any kind of prop? Because it just feels like, you know, commonplace for the Lakers. AD is always on the injury report. LeBron's always on the injury report, but, like, they're going to play, I would assume. Yeah, I think they play. And you said something a couple of weeks ago that stood out, which I think is important, and you can't really quantify it, but it's important to listen. Sometimes you get a nugget from listening to the players and coaches, and Darvin Ham, after that win against the Suns, he was saying, look, we are motivated. We are ready to get that bag. And you listen to LeBron, and he was talking about, yeah, I want this. I I want this. This is an in-season accomplishment. So they are motivated. And also, I understand this is in Vegas. This will be a home court advantage for the Lakers, guaranteed. Out west, there's going to be a billion Lakers fans in Las Vegas. So I understand it's a neutral court because but but we're talking about proximity from Vegas mm-hmm. to L.A., and the Lakers are such a public team. I'm telling you, I like the Lakers on the money line. Minus 120 tonight. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.